Good morning, everybody. Monday, March 8th. I can't even believe we're like almost halfway into March already. It's actually a good problem because normally February drags, and this year it was so fast. And we actually hit the 60s this weekend. Oh my gosh. Did you Just go, crazy. Out, go out boating? Nope. <laughs> sure didn't. Uh, Did nothing. I wanted to go skiing, but uh, it was it was just a stream of water down the mountain. So. Oh, uh, I thought you were going to stay like behind a boat. <laughs> oh, yeah, that too. <laughs> that could work. All right, let's do this. You're listening to the Realty Brothers Podcast with Matthew Atwood and Michael Atwood. There is so much changing in the marketplace on a daily basis, and real estate is clearly something that affects everyone. So whether you're a seasoned industry expert or simply curious on the topic of housing, this is your one-stop shop for tips, tricks, insider knowledge, and encouragement for the entrepreneur in all of us. Well, Michael, I have a very special guest here with us today. Awesome. And, uh, you know, one of my favorite segments, I think, now is Guess the Guest. Guess the Guest. It's a lot of fun. And uh, Guest, you know, I, I thank you for, for joining us. I, um, I have to tell you that it is, um, it is pure panic-driven when you are the one that, that doesn't know who the guest is. It's always one of our agents. So, I mean, you can mm-hmm. always, you know, pick from that. But, um, but, you know, we know everybody so well. But then all of a sudden you get in your head and you're like, wait a minute, who is this? We even had our own brother on and it took Michael a I could not figure it out. Figure it out. <laughs> uh, so anyway, that's fine. So before uh, our guest uh, introduces themselves, um, I, I was sent three random facts, and this first one, I, I'm just going to read it. When I eat Girl Scout Thin Mint cookies, I eat them a sleeve at a time. What? That, that's like, of course you do. Like, yeah. that's just a thing that everybody does. I didn't so. know you could stop before then. <laughs> All right. That's I funny. I think he meant a case at a time. <laughs> anyway, so, so special guest, you want to talk to us about uh, your obsession with Thin Mints? Yeah, for sure. It's uh, it's crazy. You just can't stop eating those things, you know, as much as you want to. I mean, you can start to where you don't feel good, but you just got to finish that sleeve. <laughs> it's like it, it doesn't feel good, but it feels so good. Um, you know what I, I did once is I took a <laughs> – you're all going to think, wow, this guy just talks about food all the time. Anyway, you take a marshmallow. You put some. You put a drizzle of uh, a caramel on top of it. Then you sandwich it with two thin mints. Ooh, it's life changing. Wow, that's yeah. Try it. Try you're it out an inspiration to us all. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, you know. Okay, so the next one is uh, my first car was a teal Plymouth Acclaim. So obviously now Michael knows who it is. Yeah, what? A Plymouth Acclaim? Okay, a wait. Teal. What year was it? You know, I don't know for sure what year was. If I had to guess, I would say low 90s, something like that. Hmm. I mean, I don't even know what that is. My first car was an 88. So I was like six when it was made. So, (laughs) yeah, mine was Um, a four door hand me down um, from my sister. So it was, that's just what I got, you know. I didn't nice. have choices. I didn't get to go car shopping. It's just right. <laughs> here you go. If you want wheels, here you go. Right. Oh yep. Gosh. Absolutely. All right. Any guesses yet before I hit the last one? I I might have an idea, but it could be very wrong. So why don't you do the last one to be okay. safe? Okay. Um, 
This person is a real estate agent and real estate investor. Aren't we all? <laughs> I mean, no. <laughs> um, so talk to us, talk to us about your, uh, your investments and then Michael will surely get it. Yeah. So I have uh, a couple duplexes right now. I have a triplex, uh, working on buying a single family right now in lower North. Okay. So, um, just kind of building that portfolio. Cool. He said lower North. Yeah. So, so it's gotta means... be Chase Hallstrom. Yeah, there you go. It is. <laughs> <laughs> I was like pretty sure all along. And then that's what I said. I'm pretty sure I have an idea, but I want it to be sure. Sure. And I was like waiting for the, the curveball that would make me change my mind, you know, but there alas, you go. There you go. welcome to the podcast. This will be fun. We'll it will a be nice fun. Chat. I was going to say, because my, my wife was like, how come you haven't had a single guy on as a guest? And I was like, wow, you're right. And like, we went a couple days talking about like, we haven't had any guys on as guests. And then it dawned on what? me, we had Drew. Yeah. <laughs> so sorry, Drew, um, if you're listening, um, we forgot about you. Um, anyway, so uh, Jay, you are the second guy, I guess. I, I thought you were going to be the first. Um <laughs> But um, also, so Jay is, uh, you know, he's he's from our Mankato office, and um, let me just brag on him for a second. So his first year with our company, he won Rookie of the Year. That's right for our company, um, and uh, and now he's just going strong, and uh, he doesn't even know this yet, but uh, he is the February Relentless Agent of the Month for our whole company. Ooh, congratulations! Do awesome. I have a Thanks, sound guys. effect for that? Should I not risk it? You've Let's got see. the applause thing. Nope, that's not it. <laughs> yeah, that feels special. There you go. I'm confused. <laughs> Don't you have an applause one somewhere? Should we keep trying? No, oh, that's not that's... it. Okay. I'm sorry all these are so inherently negative. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that's pretty negative. <laughs> okay, last try. There you go. All right. Okay. I'm never going to remember this. I, that's yeah. the, our running day because I don't know what button does what. He refuses to label the buttons. I refuse. It's anyway. more fun <laughs> if I don't know. So um, so let me tell you why out of the entire company, Jay was selected for our February Relentless Agent. Yes. Um, so he had, some, uh, he had some buyers and uh, they were not sure on what they could uh, afford and um, they were having some trouble. And of course, you know, it is so hard to make make an offer nowadays, right? I was just reading actually uh, earlier today um, that in Denver, an agent was saying, I've written three offers, 90 to $100,000 over asking price. Mm. 90 to $100,000 over asking price. And I lost them. <laughs> that's not Didn't right get it isn't that crazy yeah. so anyway um but jay being the relentless agent he is was like well do you, do you know what your home would sell for and well i don't know of course i wasn't there so, so i'm i'm telling the story for you jay um but yeah. uh, so he did a cma for him and figured it out and uh turns out they can afford more than they thought jay you want to you want to talk to us about that yeah so it's kind of crazy how it all happened i had somebody refer these people to me um, and basically they were working with another agent at the time and this house had been on the market a little bit. So, um, usually at that point, the house is overpriced. So they went in with this agent and fell in love with the house and they put a couple lowball offers in just, you know, here's our offer, say nothing, no reason why it's that low. 
push it through and cross your fingers. Well, they did that a couple times, went up $10,000 increments, and finally, you know, made one last offer, and they were probably, oh, $30,000 away from what the people are asking. And each offer just kept getting, getting declined. And so they're kind of telling me this story because they basically just gave up on this agent. This agent wasn't doing anything for them, never ran comps, but said, hey, I wouldn't pay any more for this house than X amount of dollars. Just said that on their feeling, but didn't come with any comps to prove that idea. So, which even more crazy is they made those offers, but that agent never signed a buyer up with these people. <laughs> so when they came to me, I was like, okay, let's see your paperwork. Let's make sure you don't have a buyer rep because sometimes agents won't talk about it, slip it in there, and then you're tied in. Well, right. I saw it and I was like, there's no buyer up here. Okay, so the door's wide open for me. Let's Let's break this down. So I said, well, I've never been in the house yet. I said, let's go over there. Let's look through the house. I don't want to just write up a, a purchase agreement on something I've never seen. Maybe I'll see a, a red flag or two that maybe you guys haven't seen. So we go over there, look at look at everything. Everything you know looks good. And, and they kind of had a, a construction background too. So they weren't that concerned about doing a home inspection. So it okay, sounds good. So I, I called the listing agent and I said, you know, hey, what's the deal kind of with this house? Where are things at? Because I pulled all the comps and I just can't make sense of your your price. I'm like, I'm not looking to, you know, screw you over anything like that. We're looking for a fair price. Um, obviously, great deals, good deals in this market don't really happen. I tell my clients, if you can get a fair price, you're getting the right price. Um, so we, in that conversation, they told me, well, there's another house that was sold off the market about three doors down that um uh was sold for you know x amount of dollars and so these sellers are like well our house should be worth that so that's why they're priced there i said okay fine so now at least i had something to really comp off of what the sellers are really you know holding on to what they thought their house is worth so as i'm breaking it down right away the comp had a ravine lot this one didn't and just in land cost, that was like a $25,000 swing right there. Mm -hmm. And then we had updated property versus outdated property. So I made my adjustments from there. And like, I was already there to where the comps had showed this house is really truly worth. So I go to that agent and sometimes this can be tough too, because agents don't want to show their client that this other agent knows more than them that actually dug into it this deep. Um, but luckily I had a good relationship with this agent and basically just drew out a long email and said, hey, no matter how you cut this, no matter how you look at it, um, you know, this is what the house is worth. And I'll always give agents, you know, on the other side of the deal, say, hey, if we can't make sense of it, make sense of it for me because, right. you know, yeah. they're overpaying at this point and you're on the market right. for a while. So the writing's kind of on the wall. You just got to prove it. So, um they were really good with it and they came down their twenty, thirty thousand dollars from where they were. And we just had to do one little small negotiation after that on closing costs. And we got the deal done. And so these people went from nice. looking at the house two or three different times with another agent, got nowhere. This agent, I can't even believe it to this day. The agent told them, I can't give you any advice on this house. And I'm thinking, is this a dual what? agent situation or yeah. what's going on? And no, it's not a dual agent situation. So I'm like, 
if you can't give any advice and you're not in a dual agent situation, what what is your job? What are you doing here? Right. <laughs> it was just like crazy. Oh my gosh. But huh. you know, there's a ton of agents out there. Everybody knows three or four agents. So I mean, right. people are gonna have to deal with those type of people. But anyways, so um we get that deal done, but when it started, she's like, I need to be this is what I need my payment to be. I'm like, okay. So as we work through that, you know, who's your lender? What's your interest rate going to be? Let's work through that part. And $1,600 was the number that we were trying to hit. And I was coming in right at about like 1700. We were really close. And I'm like, okay, well now let's go look at the other picture. The other side of it is how much is your house worth? Mm-hmm. Of course, that agent that they were working with before told them, Hey, your house is worth this much. I run the comps on it and we ended up listing the house for $20,000 more than what that agent said. And then we sold it for over asking price netting them another like $25,000. Oh my gosh. That's, <laughs> That's awesome. And yeah. All within like three or four days. So they're so, going to write a good review say, about you. You're their favorite person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, I, and on top of that, like we still struggled on getting that, um, you know, payment down, but like, sometimes you just have to think outside the box as far as it doesn't always have to be real estate related. Like these guys had good equity in the house that they were selling so they could put a good down payment, but they also had the opportunity to, they took some of that, their proceeds paid off a vehicle, which took out $350 or whatever it was a month. And then only put a certain amount towards their house and actually came in under, you know, what those two would have been together. I made wow. a perfect situation. Yeah. That's actually really smart because a lot of people don't think about their financial kind of portfolio as a whole when they're purchasing real estate. They're like, what right. is this one house and how much is this one house going to cost me? And a lot of times, especially with the rate that most vehicle loans are at, <laughs> like it had to have been way wiser to pay off that car uh, and, and not have, you know, a couple hundred dollars that way than on their mortgage. Right. right, exactly. And they're like, wow, I never thought of that. And it just, it opened up, you know, even more doors, made it even easier for them. Mm-hmm. Are you hearing this? This like, is crazy. This is not an agent who's like, well, let me just show you this house. Let me just show you this house. <laughs> right? This is, this is, this is what makes Jay so great is he's looking at their whole situation and going, here's, let's figure this out. And I've heard some people too, like, oh, we've got good equity. We could actually put more than 20% down. By the way, 20% is not necessarily what you always need, no. but um, well, I could put more than 20% down. I was like, why? <laughs> it's like free money right now with interest rates so low. Just just put in what you need to and then and then buy off some other debt. Mm-hmm. So that's the, that's amazing advice. I love that story. And that's why you were chosen out of the whole company. So congratulations on that. Yes, thank you. I appreciate yeah. it. That was definitely my, my highlight to the end of 2020 for sure. Yeah, that's amazing. Oh, that's awesome. I love it. And I think someone said they can't help them. <laughs> Right. I can't yeah, help sorry. you with this. You know what it was? There was no buyer rep agreement. They're like, I can't help you. Right. We're not saying. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> and I run into people quite a bit. Like when our towns were actually open, you could go into places, you run into people and mm-hmm. he's like, oh, you're, you're a real estate agent or whatever. And, and they had just recently done a transaction with, with somebody else and they got through it, but they just had nothing but negative things to say. Yeah. And it's like, well, I mean, obviously I can't help you at this point, but right. you've learned a lesson too. Right. You know? Yeah. But I mean, that's just part of our industry where there's so many people getting their license and 
from the outside looking in, I, I can see what they're they're seeing. They think, oh, wow, these guys just go out. They put a sign in the yard, and two days later, it's sold. How hard can that be? Mm-hmm. Right. And it's like you don't see any of the behind the scenes. Right. You know, the problems that we have to go through, not to mention, uh, you know, some of the things that we have to carry on our show. I mean, I always tell myself, whether you're spending 100000 or you're spending a million dollars, it's a lot of money to whatever that client you're working with, you know, is. So it's it's a big deal no matter what right and it can be stressful for people and you can just relieve that that stress part of it make it easy make it simple um you know it'll feel like a breeze to those people that you know figured it was gonna be hard Mm -hmm. right and i I have to say too like you know you you hit the nail on the head i think some people right now are looking at how fast things sell and just being like this is so easy on the agents you know it's actually easier if it takes a couple months (laughs) you have time yeah Right, I I love you all, but you y'all lately have been coming into the office looking like you got hit by a truck, right? And <laughs> it, it, like it just everybody's all the agents are walking in like they they were up past midnight trying to put things together and trying to put deals together because again what right now when things go fast it doesn't make it easy when things go fast it means you can't stop working or else you're gonna miss it and some some of you are walking in looking like you just lost the house because you take it so personally right so when mm-hmm. a when a buyer loses the house when they make an offer and it doesn't get accepted you know we're not just like okay on to the next one like it our agents are devastated <laughs> and they're they're trying to track down the next one before it even hits the market and we've had these conversations of who has something that they're considering selling let me know what those are so I can try to find these people something before it even hits the market, you know, and that's uh, that that's just the difference between, I think, agents who care and those who go, yeah, I can't give you my opinion on anything. <laughs> Same. Yeah. It's not that it's not hard. It's that it's 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 hard to do a good job. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's hard to have that personal level of, of investment. Um, you can become a licensed real estate agent. But uh, as we've alluded, there's a lot of those. And unfortunately, right. um, what's our favorite saying? Quantity reveals quality. <laughs> when there's more, you can right. figure out more easily uh, where the good ones are. That's exactly right. Yeah. Well, let's talk about our uh, who's not sponsoring the Realty Brothers, but oh. kind of sponsoring our lives right now. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if I've already said this one, but uh, I'm going to do it again if that's the case. And if not, then I'm glad I'm here. Uh, <laughs> did you know that Chobani yogurt makes a coffee creamer? No. It's... Out of this world. I mean, I don't put creamer in my coffee, but... Okay, well, yeah. for the rest of us that love ourselves, we do. And <laughs> um, <laughs> I used to I used to not. And then I was like, why Why not? That's like a little celebrate. Treat yourself. Anyway, Treat yourself. it's the greatest thing ever. I was standing in the grocery store yesterday to go pick up some more. And they have like s'mores flavor and graham cracker and like all these beautiful, beautiful things. And it, and I use like the tiniest little drop and it's more than enough. It's the perfect thing. Chobani sponsor me, please. <laughs> you, it, I heard something about Chobani too. Like they give like so much of their proceeds back to people. I don't know. Something mm. good about that company. Well, good. Even yeah, more it so. really it's a made a lasting impact on my on my life uh, when I heard yeah, that. Yeah, right. Uh, so, yeah. Um, Jay, you got anything? Yeah, so I was just kind of thinking about it for a little bit. I'm like, what, what have I really used a lot of lately? And I'm not really like a, a gadget guy or anything like that. I don't need the, the next best newest thing. So um, 
but geez, when we had that cold snap a couple weeks ago, I was <laughs> yeah. doing hot chocolate in the Keurig in my Yeti. So I would say Yeti and, and Keurig kind of, they kind of go hand in hand, but that was kind of my lifesaver every morning for those two weeks where we were just freezing. I mean, open your front door is like getting slapped in the face. Oh man. Yeah. It was crazy. I, uh, and then on I, top of that, our, our, uh, sorry to interrupt, but yeah, no, our market is so crazy that we were, you know, it's like negative 20 and we're showing houses like it's 85 and sunny. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. You're right. Yep. It's just insane. Yeah. There was a, I think it was one of our agents did a, uh, did a video of our agents still going out on tour, right? Where, and this is not done hardly in the United States anymore at all. <laughs> um, but it just shows our clients too, how much we care. Uh, every Tuesday we, we go tour each other's, uh, new listings and the agents still going out on tour, like walking from house to house. <laughs> I mean, they drove from house to house and then they walked to the house anyway. Um, it's been, I mean, we have photos of people going out in downpour rain and now video of people walking in when it's sub-zero and not just sub-zero, sub-zero, zero, many zeros. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's insane. But, um, okay, I don't want to get too far off topic. Um, so, yeah, that's great. I, I agree. My Yeti mug is amazing. It, sometimes it keeps it too hot for too long. Um, but, uh, but... Now that we're now that we're experiencing much nicer weather, um, you know the snow's starting to melt away, and uh, and that's good. We're gonna get some some good stuff. But I'm gonna give my not sponsored to to not just what's happened this week, but what's happened all winter long. Okay, um, and it's gonna go out to to our guest today, Jay Salstrom. So Jay, you're not sponsoring our podcast, but you sponsor my life because Jay <laughs> plows my driveway. No in way. The <laughs> Yeah. And it's it's so nice getting up in the morning and be like, oh, look, that's already done. Good job, Matt. What? Is, what? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I, I oh, refuse. Yeah. I yeah. this is absurd. <laughs> yeah. You do have no, a large driveway, I'll give you that. But um yeah. and I can't even judge because I don't plow my own driveway. I have an HOA for that. But <laughs> nonetheless, <laughs> this is a business well, benefit if I ever heard one. I mean my my I mean, I hired Jay to do it. I know. So I'm sponsoring him. No, just kidding. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but you know, I could go buy myself a snowblower, and it's going to take up more room in my garage, um, and it's going to cost me so much. Or I could just have Jay come do it, and he throws that thing on his giant, giant truck and just, you know, what's it take you, like four minutes? Um, gosh, it's probably <laughs> 10 minutes for sure. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Half my problem is I'm... I'm so anal where I probably do three or four more swipes just to get it, you know, right where I need it. So don't you also do this for your clients? Yeah, I do. So all of my sellers that are uh, listing their houses and, and have them on the market, if snowstorm comes, um, I said, you don't got to worry about it while we're listing your house and it's on the market. I'll take care of it. Isn't that amazing, Michael? That's next level. Right? If someone told me that. I would, I would lose it. I'd be like, what do you want? 12% commission? Yeah, I, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. You just keep your house clean, show ready. I'll take care of the rest. Yeah. I'll make sure people can get to the front door. That's amazing. Right. And then, because, you know, why stop there? He's got this giant trailer. I love the trailer. Yeah. 
and it's okay. all logoed out and looking awesome. And uh, and is that for for buyers and sellers too, where you help them or you let them use a trailer to move? Yep, yep, exactly. So whether it's buyer or seller, doesn't matter. Um, they have access to that, and so I will basically um, drop that in their driveway. They can fill it up, and when it's ready to go, they call me. I pick it up. We bring it to the next destination. Um, you know, I only have one of those trailers. So what I tell clients is if I have a couple closings at the end of the month and one client's using it, you're still going to get that benefit. I'll send you to U-Haul. You pick up a truck on my dime and wow. we'll still get you moved for free. Wow. That's amazing. At some point, you're just going to need a whole fleet of trailers because, you know. But, you know, like, the, so um, people say too, like, oh, the agent leaves the the yard sign in in the yard, you know, as long as oh, I can for advertising for yeah. advertising. Jay puts a whole giant trailer in the driveway. Ain't no neighbor going to know, uh, <laughs> not, <laughs> not no. know yeah. who they work with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, I thought that was awesome. Um, so good. That was, that was cool. I was going to uh, share with you too, guys. Um, I was, uh, just, I'm such a stats guy and I, it, you know, sometimes it's like, okay, cool. It's up by, to 0.2% or it's, you know, we're down by 0.8% or, you know, just watching the fluctuations, but it's really fun for a stats guy now because, um, the, the stats are just mind blowing. Um, median sales price climbed by 10.9% in January. Um, the average sales price jumped by 8.4% to $310,785. We're over $300,000 in average sales price. That's absolutely insane. But what I thought was interesting is, you know, 10.9% on median, 8.4% on average. Um, and that's that's like basically the percentage of over ask price that people are are doing right now, wouldn't you say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. It's crazy out there. I mean, we just had the conversation in our office, you know, not that long ago of people that are approved at, say, 200000 well, maybe we should be prepared to look at stuff that's 180, so you can be prepared to offer 200 to get the house. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, people, the 300,000 dollar house, they don't even think about it anymore. They're adding another 30,000 dollars. <laughs> it's nuts. Yeah. And before we were like, we were doing a dance party in the office if something sold for like 5,000 over ask. Yeah. I mean, that was crazy. <laughs> um. Couple other things: the uh, new listings coming to the market dropped twelve point one percent, and the total number of homes for sale is down forty eight point three percent. Yes, I was reading somewhere else this morning. There's a fifty, essentially fifty percent oh. drop in listings, yeah. which means that uh, competition. As we, I mean, it's March. As we head into spring market, it's going to be more fierce than ever. Yeah, yeah gosh, fifty percent—that's a—that's a big number. I mean, I mean, we feel it every day. I definitely feel it. That's for sure. Yeah, it's it's totally insane. I I think too. What's kind of interesting is that the top three markets in Minnesota for gains are the Northwest, the the Headwaters area, and then the Arrowhead area. Right, mm. the biggest gains, like people just moving up north. <laughs> Um, or buying, you know, second homes, cabins, whatever. But a lot of people are, are moving because they're like, you know, I, I'm working remotely now. There's no need I, for me to stay in the Twin Cities. Right. Um, the Twin Cities Metro uh, actually ranked 11th 
Yeah, uh, so you've got these towns like Ely, Minnesota, and Duluth, and uh, and Fergus Falls, Otter Tail count, uh, County, you know, uh, that are seeing great gains, <laughs> and they're topping the Twin Cities metro market. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Uh, well, I've said it before that it used to be you know flock to the metro and then some of the suburbs, and now it's like bleed out of the metro areas, <laughs> especially with COVID. I don't even want to look at another person, let alone live at, next to them. Like get out into the suburbs, get out into the country. Everybody is, and it was with, with working from home. Why do you even need to be in the city or close to the city? Right. Let's enjoy some peace and quiet the way God intended. That's right. <laughs> so anyway, I thought that was interesting. Um, so one, one thing we uh, talk about um, sometimes, and I don't know if you have one, Jay, but uh, if you do, please share. Our our real estate. Wait 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 wait. wait. Say it again. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'll let you say it. Okay. Real estate horror stories. I even got the button right. Cool. Um, (laughs) So um, yeah, we I mean we all have one. Uh, Just the absolute worst thing that's happened to you in in real estate. Do you got one? Yeah, unfortunately, I have more than one, but (laughs) one that kind of. Uh, this one happened probably a couple years ago and it all stemmed from, we got a bad snowstorm and I was out plowing. I was plowing for, uh, a buddy who needed some help and I go up and I plow this lady out and she comes out and hands me a check and it's just so grateful that I came to, to plow her out. And she's just like, Oh, I'm, I'm so sick of all this cold. I just, I want to sell my house. She goes, you want to buy a house? And I'm like. Well, you don't really realize who you just said that to, but um, how about I plow you out quick and I'll I'll come in your house and, and see what you got? Because like from you know I flipped a couple of houses, um, and with rental property, like I'll see what you got, you know, and and uh, so flower out, go in there, uh, check out the house. I'm like, well, I'll tell you what, I'll uh, I'll run the comps here, come back in like three days, and we can discuss, you know, what your what your options are. And she just wanted to sell so bad and just get to Arizona. And it was an older <laughs> gal. And, you know, she just only had one family member here in town. And that was it. She just wanted to get out of here. And so we kind of created a plan. She had a, a fair amount of, you know, repairs that she had to do before we could list. And it was, you know, her house. She kind of had a lot of, uh, I feel like a fair amount of people kind of took advantage of this lady as far as, you know, kind of doing some work. A lot of her trim work was real shoddy and, and kind of rough around the edges. And, you know, she thinks she's getting helped out by these people. And I think they just kind of took advantage of her. So I felt pretty bad for her too. And she's got no one to help her, you know, really do anything. So um, I helped her with a couple small repairs and whatnot. And um, we got her on to the market and, you know, right away we had a bunch of showings. Well, it was in the winter and that was, we got like three days straight of rain. And I'm like, oh my God, we're gonna have water in basements like crazy, which we did all over town. And I'm just thinking that was the only listing I had at the time. Hmm. So I bring my my hand snowblower over there and I'm blowing snow away from her house. Like I just don't want this snow to melt and water to pull up on the side of her house. So I'm like blowing six feet out from her house, just clearing all the snow and course she didn't clean her gutters out in the fall by any means so we're getting this rain it's overflowing from the gutters and it's all going down right to the the foundation i'm like we're gonna have water here so yeah Mm -hmm. it's raining it's probably 
15 degrees outside. I hop up on a roof. I bundle up. I go clean out all of her gutters, all the leaves and everything. Get it all out. Because, like, we have water. It's, it's like game over for this listing. Um, unless some buyer is going to be reasonable about the situation as far as, okay, we just had three straight days of rain. This is kind of unlikely in the winter. And in a lot of people in, you know, Mankato have water in their basement. So right. we go and we have showings and probably the third or fourth showing there's water in the basement. And that buyer actually, after, you know, probably 10, 12 showings wrote an offer and that buyer is the one that actually ended up getting it. Um, and they're okay with the water situation. Thank God. <laughs> so we get down to, uh, you know, day before closing day, buyers do their final walkthrough and they go and do the walkthrough and in the garage, they're like, oh, there's some stuff in the, in the rafters of the garage. You know, we would like to have that cleaned out by morning. So when we buy the house, we don't have to get rid of all that junk. Sure. I'm like, okay. And I, I vaguely remember when I, when I listed the house, there was like some extra siding just kind of hanging off one of the rafters and just some other random trim pieces. And I'm like, Yep, no problem. I'll handle it. I'll bring my trailer over there. I got it. No problem. When I go up there and I'm getting on my ladder and I go to look up into the rafters and it is full of stuff. Oh, like, and she had bought this house on a foreclosure in years past. So she definitely, you know, that other person left that stuff for her basically. She's done nothing to it, but maybe wow. added to it. So I get up on ladder. I'm like, oh boy. I'm going to need some help. So I call in a buddy. I'm like, hey, you want to make an extra buck? I need your help. I need your help like right now. It's probably 7 o'clock at night. We get over to your house probably 8, 830. In my my trailer, enclosed trailer, so it's 8 feet wide by 22 foot long. And we filled it up front to back all the way to the top oh my of junk. Oh, my god! <laughs> We're there for two hours. We didn't roll out of there until like... 10 30 11 oh my and God. then what do you do with out. it you have to take it somewhere too you're not done just yeah i had to go left. into the dump yeah oh that's God. the thing i'm only halfway through yeah. that job yeah right <laughs> you know so like oh. i go drop trailer home morning go to closing and do all do all of that everything's all fine and then oh back to my problem i gotta go to the dump now spend two hours at oh. the dump unloading all this stuff yeah but and then get up bright-eyed, bushy-tailed for closing in the morning, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So it was just like one thing after another with that house. But you know, at the end of the day, we got it done. She was happy. She moved to Arizona. Uh, life is good. <laughs> Again, it's not uh, necessarily hard to be a realtor, but it's hard to be a good realtor. <laughs> like the right, the going exactly. above and beyond and taking a personal investment in in the success of your client is unfortunately very rare and obviously something that you possess. So as evidenced by that story, I would have walked in and just gone, no way. No. Well, right. And I think most agents would have been like, okay, we need to call somebody. Yeah. You're going to have to hire somebody. And then right there, it goes right, right on their client. And now it's like, okay, some of your proceeds you're getting, you're going to have to call some guys to take all this junk out of here. Yeah. That's going to bleed into tomorrow, create a huge hassle. Or it's like, I could get down and dirty for a couple hours, make it happen and make life easy. And that's kind of my main goal is just make it super easy for, you know, these people to sell, take the load off of them, you know, selling real estate can be stressful, but it doesn't have to be. And, uh, you know, just 
just handle everything and make it make it easy. And I kind of want to just be a, a one-stop shop when people call me. So when, when problems arise, it's either I, I want to be able to step up or, you know, have connections to step before them so they don't have to worry about it. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, for those of you listening, mm-hmm. if you if you're overwhelmed by junk in your home, sell your home with Jay. He'll take care of it. <laughs> Clean it right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. So that's the other side of it. I don't want to get taken advantage of. Either. Right. <laughs> exactly. I'm here to help. You know, reasonably. Um, right. And if we're in a pinch, I'm there for you. Yeah, that's awesome. I I have to admit though, the entire uh, story here. I'm sitting here going, and so you know that it it flooded in the basement. And so, you know, there's, there's water down there. I'm like, in my head, I'm going, and, and then that unleashed a bunch of spiders. Yeah. And then, yeah. nope, you, you went on and then you're like, and then above the garage, there's like all this junk up there. And so I was climbing up to pull stuff down and you found a bunch of spiders. Like, that's just all yeah. I can think about when anybody tells a real estate horror story. <laughs> but I would have shut up and I'd be like, there's gu- yeah. guaranteed there's some of those like, uh, that movie arachnophobia, you know how it starts in a barn, oh, right? Yes. Uh, I'd been like, nope, there's nope. I'm not going in there. <laughs> I'll send Jay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't do spiders. I don't do rodents. If you have a, a mouse, mice, snake problem, that's not me at that point. I call it pest control. And it's not. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. Uh, my, uh, my daughter, when she was five, we were at somebody's house and there was a snake in their basement and she picks it up and brings it upstairs and shows us at five years old <laughs> like cool. what are you doing yep great then she wanted a picture with it anyway whatever um so so this is actually a really great segue into our uh, brilliant basics right because the the brilliant basics kind of everything we've been talking about here with jay um it talks about more than just the the really cool technology and tools and systems we have that a lot of agents nowadays are touting, right? They, they go down, they go to a listing presentation. They're like, do you know why you should sell my your house with me? Because, um, cool website. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, and, and, and yet there's this whole thing out there that, that a lot of agents unfortunately are ignoring. And that's what take somebody from being a, you know, an okay agent to a great agent. And that's what Century 21 is focused on. Take your business from transactional to experiential. Um, so I'll, I'll read the stat again, cause I love it. 80% of firms believe they deliver a superior experience only to find out that only 8% of their customers say they are really delivering a superior experience. Um, so because mm-hmm. what, what agents think is, yes, I went, I, I did such a great job. I put them on my cool website and put a nice sign in the yard. Somebody called me. I accepted the offer and <laughs> yep, cool. I did a great job, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Then you hear about Jay, like, you know, making sure that their driveway is plowed out, making sure they have an easy way to, to transport their things and, you know, just going above and beyond to create a good experience for people because moving is not fun. <laughs> it's not fun at all. Selling your house and all this stuff. But if you can take away the not fun parts, then you're left with the joy. Um, so anyway, we're, we're on week uh, number five, which is I'm a master of their journey. I know the great real estate agents are 
customer centric and expert guides through the real estate journey. I help clients understand the process, interpret complex information, anticipate and solve problems, and ultimately create a seamless and frictionless experience. I remember that the client is in charge of the final decision, but I'm in charge of the journey. Isn't that awesome? I love yeah. that. Uh, it, the, it's, it's owning that, that journey. Like, yes, I know you're still in charge, but I'm going to navigate this for you, right? Um, and I love that. So there's three tips from Century 21 agents that I have here. Um, Jay, do you want me to read the tips first, or do you want to share your tip first on, on how you feel about this whole journey? Yeah, go ahead and read the, read the tips. All right. So first one is uh, don't fall into the mindset that clients know what you know about the process. Put yourself in their shoes and take the time to explain what's going on. This calms them and allows them to not freak out. Because like I just said, this is a, a stressful process. It's, it can be frustrating. It can be a little scary sometimes. But for agents who have done this over and over and over and over, we, we now know what to expect. Mm -hmm. And so it doesn't phase us. So we have to be there along with them in that. And just being like, oh, don't worry about it. On to the next is not going to calm them down. <laughs> I've learned that. My, when I tell my wife to calm down, it doesn't work. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, next one is give them a printout in the beginning that details everything that's going to happen in the process. That's a great tip from, a, from another C20. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, then lastly, this is the client's largest investment of their life. So knowing everything about the paperwork is of utmost importance. It is incredible how many agents have no idea what is actually in the contracts. Boy, isn't that true? <laughs> yeah, that, that is true for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's, that's one reason why I love the fact that our compliance officer <laughs> of our entire company, yeah. you know, is, uh, is the way she is. Uh, she, she reviews every single contract we did. 1588 transactions last year and she looked at every single one isn't that nuts mm -hmm. that's incredible so anyway uh jay i want to know what your uh hot tips are for uh being the master of their journey yeah yeah for sure i mean those were all all good tips but just i mean understanding the process uh you know when you get someone new um looking to buy or sell even if you've bought and sold a couple houses i tell all my clients is you don't buy and sell houses every day. So there is no stupid questions along this whole process. I mean, ask away. I don't care what time of day and night it is. I'm, I'm 24, seven, 365, you know, as an agent. So, yeah. um, you know, as we go through the process and tell them what's coming up, what, what do we need to do from, okay, you're a buyer. You go get a lender, get pre-approved, you know, look at a house and just kind of prepare them for, you know, what's, what's to come. And especially, you know, as a buyer in this market, it's okay. Chances are, if we find a house that you like four or five others like it too. So, um, you know, one thing that I, that I do with, uh, buyers that I feel like a lot of agents probably don't do is, you know, show a buyer the comps on the house that they're going after, even when it's in a multiple offer situation to truly, get them to understand what they're doing. I feel like a lot of agents, you know, house will come on the market, it's, it's priced high and you just, they just say, okay, that's that's the price point, that's the number. 
And now there's multiple offers. So we're going to have to go over that number. Right. But never draw it back to the comps, the reason why that number is there. And sometimes that number might be a little bit high and just get them to understand where you're going. It's like, okay, so here's the comps on this house. You really like this house. You know, this is what, um, kind of the industry right now is going for, you know, over asking to try and get these things done. And then, so I can make sense of an over asking price, but then if you really, really, really want this house, here's where your, your heart almost takes over. And right. that's where this number is. You know, I, I can't maybe necessarily totally make sense of this number in the comps, but if you really love this house, you know, that's, you know, if you're willing to go that far, you know, then, then we can do that. And there's some, you know, tricks we could do to, you know, write up to make your offer more uh, appealing and, you know, strategically, basically not tricks, but strategically to, you know, get to your goal. And, you know, I just had this conversation with a buyer the other day who actually lives in Iowa and he couldn't make it to look at this house and dad lived close to town. And so I met dad at the house and he looked at the house and he's got a construction background. So they were good with it. It was solid in the sun, bought the house sight unseen. And, you know, wow. we, we made his, uh, you know, offer a, a appealing, um, with like an escalation clause. I don't like to really share that idea too much because <laughs> a lot of agents don't know uh, that idea. And yeah. so I guess I'm not going to elaborate on it, but, yeah. um, <laughs> that definitely, you know, can set you apart. And that's what I, well, that's what I did with that buyer. So, you know, here's, here's what we can prove as, is the comps. And then at this point I said, what's your number that you're going to feel comfortable that you're not going to be upset that you lost out, you know, at this point. So, right. you know, we got to that point and he didn't actually have to pay that much. He got to pay a little bit less and, you know, we got the house, but nice. he at least knew, um, and this doesn't happen very often either. That's the first house I showed them. <laughs> and wow. so a lot of times when it happens, like sometimes I sh I'll show a house and, um, you know, you know, as an agent, like you, you've seen the market, like for their situation, this would be a great house, but I can understand why they don't want to buy it right away because they haven't proved to themselves that maybe that's the best, you know, option for them. Yeah. So sometimes when that happens, I'll go, okay, let's go look at five or six more in the next day, if you can open up your schedule, let's go look at five or six more to prove to yourself that that is the right one that we can go after it. Right. But of course in this market, if you wait saying. more than 48 hours, you know, yeah. In this it. market, you don't have the luxury of that much time sometimes. Right. So yeah. So it's like, that's where it's like quick, you know, align with a good agent and uh, who knows the market yeah. and knows your wants and needs. Um, yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of my, yeah, that's kind of my big thing. It's just making sure these people understand what they're truly doing. Because um, at the end of the day, you know, if you could write an over asking price, I mean, I have to sleep at night too. And I want to make sure these people are informed <laughs> of, of what they're doing. Um, and, you know, we, we look at the market every day, look at the MLS, we see new listings and I see prices come out there. I'm like, holy cow, are you kidding me? Yeah. And then, you know, a lot of times we go on houses, I'm like, okay, I got a pretty good idea what this is going to you know, come in at the price, but I always go back to, you know, let's go back to the facts and prove it. Cause we don't know if there's a couple other houses that maybe just recently closed and now we have some more comps to pull from that, you know, we can understand the price a little bit better. So, and I know there's a lot of agents that just think they know the market and they just, you know, shout out numbers and exactly. you know, don't truly know what's there. And it's like, 
it's such a, a disservice and you know we're dealing with a lot of money and this is you know people's base investment that they're going to make in yeah. their life so do at all work. times it's got to yeah do the work yeah. do your due diligence um you know and make it happen yeah for sure do the work but also do the work every time yeah like right start exactly. over. it doesn't matter who you're working with <laughs> yeah yeah, that's awesome. We are, you know, we're we're like pretty much at time here, but we didn't even talk about how Jay is also like this super famous motorcyclist. Oh my god, he's a rock star. <laughs> and a social media guru. Right. I mean, insta famous from what I understand. So Yeah. He's got the brand deals. That's so right. Shipping yeah. ads. He's an influencer. Influencer. Yeah. Yeah. I've I just have been online buying Yeti bugs this entire time just because Jay mentioned it on this podcast. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So. Well, I hopefully they hear that because if you actually, because <laughs> like my whole like racing career, a lot of it has been on, you know, trying to get the exposure, get sponsorship deals to make it easier and all of that. Yeah. And Yeti's one of those companies that won't sponsor people. Mm. Oh, yeah. If you go on their website and you try to look up for like sponsorship, they won't, they're not into that kind of deal. So, hmm. You know, I think on a big, big scale, maybe they do that for some, but they'll stay right on their website. We're not open to sponsorships. We'll get there. What, what the we have to convince Yeti? them. Yeah. I, I purchased how many of them for our company party last year? Yeah, right? They owe us this. <laughs> they owe us. Yeah. And I, that same goes with the other companies that are in that industry too, like Arctic. They're yeah. the same way. And I think I heard that like Arctic and Yeti are like within a couple blocks away their factories are or something. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, I believe it. Well, say, awesome. uh, I have a little dose of motivation to end out our episode here, and it ties in very nicely to what we were just talking about with the uh, house habit. Oh, nice. Um, so, Matt, I know you and I have talked about this one. We, I don't think we've talked about it on the podcast, but our uh, dear, dear friend, Jared James, mm, yes. um, who's so incredible, such a great uh, real estate, just like speaker, entrepreneur, motivational guide, Oh, he's amazing. Um, anyway, I love this quote. He said, you aren't responsible for every kernel that doesn't decide to become popcorn. <laughs> you just <laughs> supply the heat and move on. I love that so much. You know, when you're Sup eating popcorn and, and there's those kernels right. at the bottom that just decided not to pop and you, you don't get all up in your feelings about that. Yeah, you have that's not all on these, you. Uh, that's not on you. You did what you were supposed <laughs> to do. Um, uh, I love this so much. Uh, like the ending supply the heat and move on. I right. It doesn't that. say like supply the warmth. Like they want heat. Right. Like you don't just get to rub between your hands a little bit and be like, well, I did what I was supposed to do. I'm a realtor now. Like you have to supply the heat, do it well, you know, give it your best and your all. But at the end of the day, like the customer is the decision, the deciding factor, right? Right. You're responsible for the journey. You're <laughs> responsible for doing your part and doing it well and then enabling them for success. And then ultimately not taking responsibility for it. If, their decision doesn't quite jive with what you were hoping for. That's so awesome. And now I'm just going to think every time I see somebody who's not like moving forward, I'll just be like, well, you're just one of those kernels of popcorn. You, they're just the yeah. kernel that decided not to pop. Yeah. Yeah. That's you didn't problem. apply the heat. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I still, I still put the heat on, but y'all just aren't popping. Um, yeah. Yes. There's so many different ways you can take that. Mm -hmm. I love that. That's so great. <laughs> That's good. All right, J 
Jay, you are uh, you're awesome. We we just absolutely love having you part of the company, and and you know not just you know because you're great at your job, but you bring so much insight too into like the sales mm-hmm. meetings and and really debating like the topics because you know it's not just like okay here's where we're at with sales. It's it's really digging into well here's what's going on. What if we did this? How do we do this? And um, and really trying to make us all better to better serve our clients and customers and. We just love having you with us. It's uh, you're you're just so above and beyond. It's crazy. Yeah, I appreciate that. You know, I enjoy being a part of uh, Century Twenty One. We have a lot of you know good agents in our office. Um, you know, of course, we all are you know independent contractors, but we all work well together. Um, you know, bringing up those those conversations and to be able to have other people's insights. You know, we're just growing our knowledge every day. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's great to be a part of, and I love my job. I honestly love helping people, you know, buy and sell houses and, you know, solving their problems that it seems like I've had kind of problem. I just want to be a problem solver. And that's kind of, you know, part of my business to, to make it as easy as possible. So, yeah. um, and you do apparently from what we've gathered from yeah. multiple stories, yeah, yeah you yeah. do solve the it, problems. Right. right. Well. I think customers. Customer service, you know, speaks volumes too, and mm-hmm. you know the way the world is going, and you know things are being automated, and and it's getting harder, and customer service is getting worse and worse. It seems like every day. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But when you truly, you know, care and go above and beyond for people to make it easy, that definitely speaks volumes. And you know, we're huge in the referral business, where if they go and tell friends, family, you know, and it just grows from there, and you know, that's huge. Absolutely. And then you save money on marketing because, you know, you just did such a good job. <laughs> oh yeah, gosh. and people, that is People the best do the marketing, marketing for you. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for jumping on today. Uh, we, it was a ton of fun uh, hearing your stories and getting to chat with you. Uh, Michael, great motivation. Everybody get out there and apply the heat. <laughs> apply the heat. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. Happy uh, Monday. Make it a great week and we'll keep on trucking. Thanks. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. All right. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Realty Brothers Podcast. If you liked this episode, please help support us by subscribing to the Realty Brothers on your favorite podcasting app. And of course, your five-star reviews are always greatly appreciated. Be sure to also check us out on Facebook and on Instagram as The Realty Bros and at our website, therealtybros.com. And we would love for you to join the conversation. Send us a message at the link in the description below, message us on your favorite social media platform, or shoot us an email, contact at therealtybros.com. 